0: depth investigative
1: this is kxan news today yes it is another hot day coming our way this week into the weekend possibly more record breaking temperatures thanks for joining us i'm tom miller and
2: i'm erica Brenna. so according to ERCOT, the group that oversees our power grid demand for power today could nearly reach our supply level here's a look at ERCOT's website You can check it out here. The purple line represents the amount of power available, and then that blue line shows the amount of power that we are using. Meteorologist Kristen Curry joins us. So, Kristen, getting a little too close for comfort there. What are we going to expect this weekend? Some hot dads out there? uh father's day, father's gonna be day toasty. Right, yeah
3: you'll notice that graph right there is showing about 16 17 18 uh, as far as military hours go so again that'd be like 3 4 5 p.m that's the concern so if you've got things to do this morning like run the dishwasher the washer dryer do it now we want to try and conserve where we can later today so live look outside this morning is quiet it's a little breezy though. Did you notice that for my early risers? The wind's still kicking quite a bit. Every once in a while I can see these trees moving on our Ewell Kubota weather camera there up in Williamson County. But I'll tell you what, the temperatures are the big deal. Still, we've been talking about the warmth and the heat all week long. This morning, no exception. Upper 70s to low 80s, but you factor in the humidity, it feels like 87 in Georgetown. Feels like 88 in Austin. Heat index still at 90 Degrees right now at 4 31 in the morning in LaGrange. So a very warm start. We are getting back to those hot temperatures today. That 104 likely to break the current record of 103, but the feels like temperatures, yet again, the bigger issue. Our feels like temp gets up to 110 today. We still have a heat uh, advisory in effect today. And at that it extends all the way into the weekend. So that is going to be something we'll have to watch for. I'll tell you, the rain coverage, low, but could those storms potentially get strong? Yes. We're going to talk more about that later on today, but unfortunately, this is a continuation of the severe weather we had yesterday. Let me take you up to the Panhandle. Three people dead after a tornado tore through that area last night. This is right off the edge of the Oklahoma state line. Authorities say more than seven 75 people are hurt, some in critical condition. Several shelters are open for those in the area who lost their homes. Thousands of households in the state still without power, mostly in the Northeast.
4: We had a tornado touchdown in the Northwest part of our community in the city of Perryton. Uh, The tornado tornado traveled on an easterly direction across town uh, doing a lot of damage, particularly to mobile homes businesses and other homes in the areas. At this time, we have three confirmed deaths and approximately 56 injured that were treated and released from our local hospital.
3: The state is sending search and rescue teams to look for those who may be still trapped in debris. The National Weather Service had issued a tornado warning before that tornado moved through. It says it won't know the strength of the tornado until it conducts the damage surveys, which will be done today.
1: Okay, thank you, Kristen. Awful to see that. Investigators still working this morning to determine what killed two Americans in Mexico. They were found in their hotel room at a luxury resort. The
2: California couple said to be vacationing in Cabo. NBC News Miguel Almaguer reports from Los Angeles this morning on Today following what led to this tragedy.
4: Good morning. A young California couple vacationing in Mexico were discovered dead inside their luxury hotel room this week with the suspected cause of death, gas inhalation. The victim's family says after arriving at the upscale resort, they began to feel ill, went to the hospital suspecting food poisoning, but returned after they felt well. The next day, they were discovered inside their room. This morning, you'll hear from Abby Lutz's family and the concern they now have for other Americans headed to Mexico.
1: Thank you, Miguel. Travis County is hosting its 34th annual Juneteenth celebration this morning. Juneteenth holiday is officially on Monday, but a lot of city and county offices are closed then. Marks the day when black slaves in Texas learned about their freedom, and that came more than two years after Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation. In Travis County, this year's theme is Showtime at Juneteenth, Discovering Our Roots. The events open to the public starts at 10 in the morning. It's in a parking garage on Lavaca Street across from the Travis County administrative building. Sobering data about the state of homelessness here in Austin, we've got fewer shelter beds than about any other city in the country.
2: That's according to a city report presented to the downtown Austin Alliance. KXAN's Brianna Hollis tells us how the city plans to fix this problem.
4: It's very treacherous for people experiencing homelessness out there in this heat in Texas
5: keeping homeless advocates like Anthony Jackson busy and extra worried about anyone who doesn't have a consistent roof over their head.
4: They're out in the sun longer than anyone else.
5: New data from the city shows just how many people are in that position.
1: We are very underserved.
5: According to current estimates, Austin has 39 shelter beds per 100 people experiencing homelessness. The city's homeless strategy division compared this ratio to Texas's other major cities as well as Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Nashville, San Diego. SEATTLE AND LOS ANGELES WITH LA THE ONLY CITY WITH A LOWER RATIO THAN OURS. WHAT DO YOU THINK IS NEEDED TO BRIDGE THAT GAP?
4: Uh, just more housing. One, we know that we
1: need more beds, but two, we also know our system needs to be much more efficient.
5: Bill Bryce with the Downtown Austin Alliance says the city currently has plans to bring 580 more beds to town between the least Salvation Army building and adding beds near the Convention Center, among other things.
1: That still leaves us about 3,000 beds short if you needed a shelter bed for every person currently experiencing unsheltered homelessness.
5: He says shelter is only part of the problem.
1: The key is ensuring that the system operates efficiently so that when people get in shelter, they pass through shelter and resolve their homelessness quickly so those beds are made available to others that need it.
5: The city says it's currently looking into ways to establish programs at all shelters so people coming in can receive services right away.
4: And all the extra resources surrounding or around housing definitely helps. Brianna Hollis,
5: KXAN News.
1: Families with children make up the biggest percentage of people in Austin's shelters, about 40%. It's nearly 400 people, followed by people escaping domestic violence and folks who live in encampments. Austin's Homeless Strategy Division is going to provide city council with an update on its progress next month.
2: Later this month, we'll see nurses on strike. The union that represents nurses at Ascension Seton Medical Center announced a one-day strike coming up on Tuesday, June 27th. Nurses from Ascension will join nurses in other parts of the country on the picket line that day. The union gives hospitals a 10-day notice before hitting the picket line to give the hospitals time to bring in workers to fill the gap. Members of the union say poor staffing has drastically affected their ability to give patients the care that they need. And we did reach out to Ascension Seton for comment. It says the strike is disappointing, quote, especially given the hardship this will present for our associates and their families and the concern this action may cause are patients and their loved ones. It says the hospital is well-prepared to remain open and care for patients during this work stoppage event, and that it has a comprehensive contingency plan in place to ensure there is no disruption in care or service. A man arrested for putting a New York City subway passenger in a deadly chokehold. What's next for Daniel Penny?
1: And the need for construction workers here locally, but where are you going to find them? Nearly 900 new homes in Kyle starting to get built. Good morning, a live look outside. This is up in Georgetown. Traffic is flowing here freely on I-35. We appreciate you joining us here on this Friday morning. I want to tell you about the man arrested for putting a New York City subway passenger in a deadly chokehold. He's going to be arraigned. Daniel Penny is now facing charges related to the death of Jordan Neely.
2: A grand jury indicted Penny on Wednesday. Initially, he was arrested on manslaughter charges in Neely's death, which happened May 1st. The actual charges though will not be known until Penny's arraignment in New York Supreme Court. Recordings allegedly show Penny, a former Marine, holding Neely in a chokehold up to 15 minutes penny says neely threatened to kill passengers
1: as an alleged serial killer here in austin faces murder charges we are hearing from the family of a woman he confessed to killing but they say detectives dropped the ball with their mom's case
2: the latest in our destination texas series we're showcasing lubbock the hometown of some of america's most iconic musicians How the town celebrates one of the first rock stars of rock and roll, Buddy Holly. Good morning and happy Friday. You have made it. This is a live look from our Palms car wash camera. I 35, looking pretty good. We don't have any major issues as we start off this Friday morning. And let's hope we have a day today like we did yesterday. A very easy drive into work. Out in West Texas, the land of cotton and oil. A music legend was proud to call Lubbock
1: home. Yeah, well, Buddy Holly's life and career were cut short. His impact on music is still being felt six decades after his death. And it's on Crickets Avenue in the Hub City where you can learn about Holly's humble uprising and his eventual rise to fame. Matt Stell has more on how Lubbock remembers the rock and roll star. Just admit it. When you first think of Lubbock, Texas Tech probably comes to
4: mind, right? with champions like Mahomes and swoops wearing that iconic double T. But another icon knew Lubbock as home, too. The proud son of West Texas, the great Buddy Holly was born here in 1936 and attended Lubbock High, where he met future Cricket's bandmate Jerry Allison. And the woman whose name he made popular around the world. (laughs) Holly's rise to music stardom in the late 50s quickly made him a household name. He really rewrote what uh, what music was, what rock and roll was. You know, they were, uh, the Crickets were the very first uh, of the traditional sort of like four-piece band sets where it was a guitar, a bass, drums and vocals. Like that was, they were the first band that did that. Sebastian Forbush runs the Buddy Holly Center, a popular Lubbock destination that tells the story of Holly's life and career, displays the original home where he and Allison wrote their chart-topping songs, and documents Holly's tragic death in a 1959 plane crash, later known as the day the music died. It was so short, and he died at 22. So when you think of you know what you had at 22, you know we have so much uh, of his stuff, and we have that uh, that great uh, sort of the feel of of Buddy. Holly's own niece Sherry visits the center herself pretty often, and on some occasions, you might even find her there singing some of her uncle's hits.
2: It's amazing to me uh, how that he. Uh, goes all the way to England and Australia and different countries, and um, he was loved over there. He was loved up north, and he was loved here.
4: His signature voice and style influenced future acts like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, but Holly's impact is still very much felt here in the hub City. I mean, even today we get a large amount of our visitors uh, from out of state, from out of the country even, uh, because they want to, uh, to, you know, sort of see where it all began.
6: A great singer, a great guitar player. Uh, I guess he could pretty much do it all.
4: For Destination Texas, I'm Matt Stell.
3: Fine. <laughs> yeah. I love Lubbock so like, yeah. obviously I'm biased since living there I think it's a it's a lot of fun it's it's a hidden gem if you will
2: I'm kind of frustrated with myself that I've never been no? to never been? Lubbock. yeah oh, born girl. and raised in Texas never lived anywhere else <sighs> let's go even lived in Wichita Falls for, for
3: a few a football years
2: game. never been yes. to
3: Lubbock yeah. yeah it is one of those small towns that shuts down when the team plays yeah, like absolutely. so fun yeah Texas Tech is a lot if not all of what's going on on Saturdays in the fall let me show you what's going on with your football or football forecast i (laughs) wish let's go let's go girl yeah i got football on the brain y'all listen we are about three months out so i'm pretty excited but you know what we can't be playing football in this heat it's too dangerous it's too hot it's too humid clouds and radar not showing anything around us yet could we see a couple storms this afternoon evening Maybe kind of depends on how far east that dry line pushes right now. It's well off to the west, but the humidity this morning again, warm, humid, windy. It's that blow dryer kind of breeze, 81 degrees with a humidity of 88%. Your winds will go back and forth between about 5 to 15 miles per hour today. Forecast hot 104. We've got feels like temperatures up to 108. Now, when it comes to the heat indices, anywhere from 108 8 to 112. Yesterday, we did get up to about 110 here in Austin, hence the excessive heat warning that was issued in the afternoon. I wouldn't be surprised if every now and again we get real close to that uh, uh, that excessive heat warning criteria. Right now, it's a heat advisory in effect until Sunday, so that has been extended through your weekend. But either way, whatever you want to call it, it's miserably hot here in central Texas today, tomorrow and Sunday. Looking at your severe storm threat for today, low risk of storms to even begin with, could we see a strong to severe storm sure it's possible up in the north and northeast. I really don't expect it though to be much of a game changer for us. Same thing for your Saturday An isolated storm possible in the northwest. The majority of us stay dry, so it's a low risk. I think one or two storms could potentially develop and that'll be it. Looking at your weekend forecast, we are celebrating all the fathers and father figures out there and I'll tell you what, it's gonna be hot all day. I mean, even by the time we hit lunch, we're already in the mid to upper 90s. So consider that as you're making those Father's Day plans. The forecast high will run at about 103, but we do get hotter moving forward. That high pressure system is shifting just a little bit closer to us as it does. Temperatures come up, but there is a silver lining here. The silver lining is humidity won't be quite as high as we move into next week. It won't be zero, but it won't be as stuffy, as oppressive as what we felt recently. So, 7-day forecast, 104, that's likely to break the record of 103 last set last year, 102 expected tomorrow, but then look at the jump here, 106 Monday, Tuesday, breaking the record Monday, tying it on Tuesday, 105 to eventually a relatively cooler 102 by Thursday.
1: Relatively the key word. Thank you, Kristen. An Air National Guardsman could spend years in prison. He's now charged with unlawful disclosure of classified national defense information from the Pentagon. Federal grand jury indicted 21-year-old Jack DeShera. He is accused of allegedly retaining and releasing classified national defense info on a social media platform. DeShera was indicted on six counts and remains in federal custody. Each charge includes a sentence of up to 10 years in prison. The FBI is investigating this. West Nile virus has been found up in Gerald. A mosquito trap sample collected near the community pool on Santera Boulevard tested positive. It is the second positive trap reported in Williamson County this year. Expanded trapping in the area is gonna kick off tomorrow and additional signage will be posted. Construction started on nearly 900 new homes in Kyle, and with these new homes comes the need for more construction workers.
2: KXA and Sarah Alshay tells us just how in demand that industry is right now in Hayes County.
6: Another housing development is on its way to Hays County. We'll
0: bring uh, 50-foot lots, 60-foot lots, 70-foot lots, and even some 36-foot lots.
6: This one in Kyle, bringing with it 880 new homes. Homebuilder Lancy Homes Corporation held its groundbreaking for the development Thursday. <laughs> launching what is expected to be about a year-long construction project.
0: We should have homes on the ground and ready to move into. Uh, with our our clients by second or third quarter of next year.
6: It's just one of the many new developments in the area. To an already growing industry,
1: you can see that it's in very high demand. The percentage of total jobs, the, the construction jobs, are very high—a high percentage.
6: CEO of Workforce Solutions Rural Capital Area, Paul Fletcher, says, "With new homes and businesses constantly moving to the area, there's a high demand for commercial truck drivers.
1: Just like we need have a high demand for people to build the buildings, we have a high demand for the building materials and other supplies that are needed." to make it to the job site
6: while the construction sector is slowing down around the country, Fletcher says that isn't the case in Hayes County.
1: There are way too many big projects going on that require a much larger workforce than we currently have.
6: Sarah Ulsha, KXAN News.
2: According to Workforce Solutions, the construction sector in Hayes County saw one of the highest jumps in job growth over the last five years. It added more than 2000 jobs in that time going in depth and jobs continue to come into kyle specifically in the restaurant and retail industry costco just opened in march with 230 employees at the time kyle's mayor said 30 restaurants were underdeveloped and under construction
4: this is kxan sports brought to you by thomas j henry
0: good morning to you no match for austin fc this weekend they'll be back at q2 on Wednesday when they'll take on FC Dallas. Big week next week. FC Dallas Wednesday and then the Houston Dynamo visit a week from Saturday. But they were downtown talking about well the Leagues Cup and that will begin July 21st at Q2. 49 teams and this is a first of its kind because not only the MLS teams from the United States but Canada against Liga MX from Mexico. United States or rather Austin FC if they can get through their group with Juarez and Mazatlan, and then one more match, could, could see this guy, Messi, because Inter-Miami would be their second-round opponent once they get to knockout.
4: If We can do what we need to do, and they do
5: what they do, need to do. It would be fantastic. Obviously, he's been a great addition to the league. There's tons of excitement, rightfully so. Elevates the platform of the league, and um, each city that has the opportunity to welcome him, we w- we would certainly look forward to that. Hopefully, that's something that we can that we can make happen.
0: It's very unique in um, how it's going to be in the middle of the season, but um, you know it's going to be refreshing and it's going to be exciting for the players to compete for a cup and um, yeah, be part of the
5: first tournament.
0: U.S. Open back here on KXN. Tonight, primetime 7 to 10. We'll see if they toughened up the conditions after they tore up the L.A. Country Club, including two sixty twos from Ricky Fowler and Xander Shoffley. They are tied for the lead at 8 under par. And the College World Series underway this afternoon. TCU and Oral Roberts, the first game of the day. <music>
4: Thanks for joining
0: KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.